Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillory, good people. Don't mind the rats, if you please. Round and r- Never mind. I'm not going to go into <laughs> rat songs. Lay it down. No. You're in love. It was Elliot. There's so many of them that are just totally work for this episode. <laughs> That's the show. They they deal in the pop culture and songs, and I love it so much. Like, there's so many callbacks to the 80s and 90s this season. Like, I, I'm in heaven. Really? You know, I didn't I notice it. it all this episode. Oh, really? <laughs> right <sighs> off the bat. Some, some big time stuff. Like, they combine some of my favorite things ever. Pop culture, the 80s, and mythology. Like, when they when they started talking about Persephone in Hades, I was like, oh, yes. <gasps> Didn't I text you this week also and say best episode ever? You again? did. You did. Like, this and is I like didn't every text week. you back because I hadn't seen it at that point in time and I didn't want you to spoil me. That's <laughs> every week. Best episode ever. I like it because they top, they top themselves every single week. And I'm, I don't know what we're going to do after the finale and then we have nothing to do. Well, we'll actually, we'll have plenty to do. Yeah, we got a lot plenty going to go on. watch. Bunch more to go. So before yeah. we break down the episode, just to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev, and he's BradZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles as they're being posted. Check out Pure Fandom on Facebook as well. And do you know what else they can find on Facebook? Uh, us, right? Yes, they can find us. So we have a couple of different groups that we run over on Facebook. There is, unfortunately, the now defunct Incorporated Pure Fandom Facebook group. That's because that show got canceled. But if you love the actors, you can catch them on their new shows that should be dropping next fall. Good for them. Yep. The other two groups that we run, of course, one is for Van Helsing. Uh, we got a couple of new people in there today, so welcome to them. A lot of new people are joining because the show is now on Netflix, so people from all over the world are able to see the episodes, and they're enjoying the show just like we were. So if you are if you love Van Helsing, go ahead and join up on that group. Now, the big one is just the Bright and Court Talk podcast group over on Facebook, where we pretty much talk about the different things that we love, including the magicians we usually have a discussion thread during the episode and you know we'll bounce back and forth talking about the episode with whoever happens to be in the group with us mm-hmm. um also i usually try to post something for riverdale if i can um, i was doing recaps for that show for pure fandom and i'm also going to be doing a couple of articles for them um yeah as the season winds down we're getting close to the end and just whatever happens to catch our fancy like the F- defenders is coming soon we have a date august 18th 2017 yep looking are forward you pumped to it. or what i am um iron fist i don't know i gotta suffer through that i guess <laughs> no you don't don't do it i i, I stole it out at 11 and like I, I i feel vindicated that i'm not the only one who who did not like it i haven't heard like, one good the, thing about it so there we go i haven't either i haven't I'll either. watch the episode one and episode bad. 12 and be good with it and okay like, no he is the acting is bad. The fight scenes are horrible. Like, if you want to see good fight scenes, you know this because you told me about it. Watch Into the Badlands. Oh, so God, yes. That's just Watch amazing. Into the Badlands. Just, like, plot all over the place. Just right. amazing. But Iron Fist, I just, I can't deal with it. It feels like I'm watching a 90s show mm-hmm. when we've been treated to, like, we love the magicians. This show is unique and it's outside of the box. The characters are all interesting. We can't go from watching that 
to, I can't watch Iron Fist. No, I, I think the Iron Fist issue is the fact that we went from watching Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Right. And those three weren't perfect. They all had a couple of little problems with them and they were long winded, but right. they knew we knew who the characters were and we were able to enjoy the, the shows for right. what it was. Right. And like people enjoy the different parts of it, but I have heard an overwhelming hate <laughs> oh, yeah. for Luke Cage or disinterest. So that's and some this of the... turned into a Luke Cage. <laughs> I could see that. So that's some of the stuff that we talk about over there. So you can join us on that. I yeah. got an article that got posted this week. Um, I did a review on a comic called The Twelve, uh-huh. post-apocalyptic awesome. comic based in the Midwest, which I thought was really cool. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I'll have that link to that article up there. Take a look at it. The digital version is like a buck ninety nine. Subscribe to it. It's going to be like a sixteen episode thing. It's awesome. I'll check it out. All right. So all right. So we have that information. So make sure you join up and uh, just listen in for some of the different things that we'll be talking about. We're going to do twelve monkeys when that drops for its binge, and we're not going to do the binge completely because then we would be here for twelve hours trying to talk about our show, and we've done that before, and it's exhausting. Yes, we. Sons of anarchy. Yeah, we've we've gotten over our massive long podcast. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have something five figured hours. out for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did do a five hour podcast one time. Believe it or not, it was long. Anyhow, since we're actually getting long in this one as it is, what's this episode about? Well, this episode is awesome. It's called the Rat Name. What do you think that's about? Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> So, oh no, Fillory has been infested if it's not with Foo Fighters or fairies. You know, no fairies at work this time around. Speaking of fairies, where's Fend? She's in yeah. Fairyland. She's in Fairyland? I yeah. thought she was moping about Elliot's upcoming nuptials. No, nope. she's fine nope. with that. No, she's, well, it's fine. She can be. She has other things on her mind. Um, John Gaines figures out some ugly truths about being the son of a trickster. Quentin and Jules make a trip to the underworld, and boy, is it enlightening, and there be dragons. Meanwhile, Penny and Vince in, was it Insection? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) With Katie, and they recruit a new ally in their poison room heist, so it should be interesting. Mm -hmm. Little mob queen princess. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So we did find out in the last episode that the fairies did take Finn. I thought so. And that was the nice little thing of the, you know, previously on thing that mm-hmm. she did disappear and she was gone. And we found out later on that, yes, she was with them because Margo was trying to screw everything up. And well, Margo was trying to fix things, but she wasn't doing it very well. Well, in the, in the fairies land, she was trying to screw up her deal. So she was trying to renege on it and they didn't like that. So we're going to take our merchandise and go. You can yes, have her that's back what later. they did. Which I mean, you just want to stick on Margot here for right now. Where where, where you want to? Where do you want to start off at? How do you? We can do start it? with Margot. That was very interesting. That particular storyline with the rats infesting. Yeah, of course, it's it's the title of the episode. So let's stick with the rat thing. So something foul is happening around Fillory. A lot of the uh, the poor people of Fillory are turning into rats. Well, Idris shows up first, and you know Elliot is just. I, love I don't my trust life. him. You don't trust Idri? No, I don't. Wow. See, I love Elliot. He was just like, I love my life. He's finally happy. He's got everything he wants to, and she's gone. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't know that she's gone. He just thinks she's off somewhere moving, and then when 
the rats start popping up. He thinks that she got turned into a rat like everybody else. And he's really not sure what's going on. So Elliot does this very, very cool thing that Margot should have saw coming. And he slips a truth serum into her wine or actually into everybody's wine. Yes, he truthied them. He truthied them. Thanks to Josh. Thanks, Josh. Well, he, he was enjoying his education with Idri also, you know. <laughs> he was. was. He was. He was good. He was, he was really liking it. And so you truthied him to figure out who did it because, you know, that's who he thinks it is. It doesn't really go quite as well as he hoped it would. Well, he does find out some interesting things. Uh, one person has been embezzling funds and somebody else is running an escort service. Uh-huh. And the chickens in Fillory have laryngitis. Yes, they do. <laughs> and the blondes left, too. There was something that was like, it's the greatest thing ever. I don't know. I, magic is just all messed up. Here's. It definitely is. Uh, and then poor Margot. You, you could tell throughout the episode that she was feeling super guilty about what she did. Right. And yes, she was trying to help her best friend. She had her reasons and she was desperate. Elliot was going to die if uh, that hadn't gotten fixed. Mm -hmm. And maybe on Earth Prime, uh, Renard would have done more damage than he did if the uh, magic walls hadn't gone back up at Break Bills. Right. Yeah, he very well could have done a lot more damage than he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Elliot's not happy with Margot. She kind of she has to come clean on it and says, you know what she did. And he points out she's the reason behind it. She's the one who declared war. She's the one who brought everything together and that got him into that spot that they're in now. So off to the dungeon with her. Make sure she gets the best room and her coconut oil. Yeah, don't forget her coconut oil. That was really sweet of him. Because, you know, he still loves her, but, yeah, yeah. she's Yeah, she is going to get the best dungeon. And if she tries to fix anything, that's still going to be an issue. Well, no, see, we, 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 we're plaguing poor Margot when she really, really tried her best. Elliot didn't do a lot of good things when he first started with the whole kingdom thing. Right. Like, he, he messed up a lot, and it took him a lot to actually grow as a person. And we've seen this season that he's not the only person who's grown. Like, Margot did do something stupid with the fairies, but she really didn't have a choice. But she did say she was going to fix it, and what does she do? At the end of the episode, she does get her the serum to go to fairyland. Yes, she does. So, so she is going to fix it. I wonder how she's going to make it work, though. Is she going to convince them to impregnate her after all? I don't know, but I was also going to the fact that when she took the serum, was that the same time that Elliot got kicked back to Earth? No, I think it was it before. I think the episode ended with Elliot. Right, but we didn't know when. I went, I was just curious if that was around the same time. What if something she did oh, yeah. kicked him off of you know? Prime. No, I don't think that's. I don't think her leaving got him kicked off of um, out of Fillory. Like, when she left, uh, of course, she left and she did her thing. But when he gave them permission to make it a democracy, like, yep. I think they just instantly voted out the Earthling kids as king and queen. Well, I don't... Like, you are no longer the royals. Well, Josh said, you know, he was going to set up a vote for that. Now, I don't think they could set up a vote that quick to kick them all out. I, I think they did. You think so? That was... Yeah. Everybody was turned into rats and stuff, and yeah. they still voted? Yeah, like I think it was already pre-decided. Like 
at that point in time, Elliot gave up his power as king. And overwhelmingly, they were not wanted anymore. They've done nothing but cause trouble since they've gotten there. See, now, not just not just our group of Fillory kids. I'm sorry, not just our group of Brickville kids. Like everyone that has come before them, they've all caused trouble too. See, now I was going with the fact that okay, Josh was going to set up the democracy, and then they could vote on you know the governors, the barons, and all that stuff. But he's still king. You know, it's kind of like you're still a president. You don't get to do anything, but you're you're the one sitting there and. Everybody else is doing the stuff behind the scenes. That's kind of where I was thinking he was going to go with it. You're thinking England, right? They have, yeah, well, they, yeah, like the Queen. Yeah, you're the yeah. Queen. Yep, you're there. You are. You're the King. Queen, King so queen. you are the figurehead. See, but then they wouldn't have booted him out. That he would he would have just been powerless at that point. In time. But we still don't know if that's what happened or not. Or did he get booted out for another reason? No, I think he got booted out because they didn't want the royals anymore. But we'll we'll see. Well, I something somebody's behind the rats, and that's the oh, only for sure. thing. That's right. why okay, I was so let's thinking. Let's go with that. Let's go to that next one because Margot summoned the fairies, and she was wanting to know what the deal was, like why they were messing messing with them with the rats and everything. And the fairy said he kind of admired Margot a little bit. He said, "It's not us. You have something a lot darker and deeper going on." Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if maybe. Margot's guilt was manifesting itself and because we've seen that happen before not on this show but in different things where like powerful beings like they can lose a part they can lose control of their powers unbeknownst to them and have it infect the world around them and that's what I thought was happening but thinking now on what the fairy said no like something some other power is coming something else is going on which you know it, it tracks because the season is kind of ending and they'll have to set up whatever is coming for next season and let's and look get back. ready for Neff and Alice to come back right but let's look back a couple episodes ago when they were traveling through the pools mm-hmm. and they went to that one world and they didn't get attacked by the people there like they did last time mm-hmm has that got anything to pl- do with it? Is it where's that going to come into play? Because that that was a very weird thing that happened, and nothing was ever explained for why. So I think there's more that's going to tie back into that. True. It's just something. That's all I got. I'm going with that idea. I'm down with it. I'm I'm ready to see what happens next because what we got two more after this. Uh, yes. Oh my god. I know, I know. Just two more, <laughs> and that's yep. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so, where you want to go to next? You want to go to Penny and Katie? Yeah, let's go to Penny and Katie. So, of course, we already talked about uh, poor Penny. He's been enlisted to work for the library. His paperwork got processed a lot more quickly than he thought it would, and like he's he's in there. But Katie is making use of it. She wants him to try to break into the poison room to try to find some spells that she needs. And Penny is also learning a new way to do magic. Yeah, he's learning. Oh, God. Spinkter magic. Just own it. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because that's supposed to help him with his hands, right? Yeah. That's that's just an interesting one right there. I don't even know how to go there. I'm like, you couldn't do like foot magic or anything? No? No, I guess not. Well, it's different. Eyebrow magic? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) They'll never see you coming. No, they won't even know you're doing anything. You're casting a big spell right there, aren't you? Yeah. Or the bathroom's over that way. One of the two. I don't know. Whatever you need. (laughs) 
All right, so he's at the library. He tries to cozy up to the librarian to get, you know, her secrets. He does his flirty, flirty, penny thing that usually works with the ladies. And she's like, uh, nah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what, can't you at least tell me your name? Head librarian. Head librarian. <laughs> and I'm thinking she doesn't want to give him her name because there's a power in the name. Oh, there is power in the name. We We know this before. I mean, that's something yeah. that... I mean, like the tattoos on her back. There was power in the name because Q was able to hold Nephanalis in him. So Right. Yeah. And I just thought that was super interesting that she wouldn't do that. And then, like, she was kind of flirty-flirty with him back, but she's like, nah, that's against the rules. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. And he had his new helper. Yeah. Or his mentor, who he he thought he was supposed to um, be teaching. Uh, Was it Sylvia? Yeah. And she's like, no, dude, I'm teaching you. (laughs) Willow. No, Meadow. Whatever. Yeah, Willow. Willow. What, yeah, Meadow. Because it was Meadow in The Sopranos. Right. See? Pop culture. Yep, there it is. So she's she right off the bat, she's like, dude, just her name. It's on her lunch bag. Yeah. There you are. Good job. And then she even wants to know what, you know, is in her book anyhow. And she knows exactly it's in a boys' room because she, head librarian, would know awful lot. There's a good right. reason that her book would be in there. Right, it makes sense, and I love the fact that she's a ward of the library that they'll you know hold people there just to keep them safe. Like mm-hmm. some businessmen are after her because of her father. Right, it's, so it's she, insane. She's a magical gangster or something. I, I, I think her dad's a magical gangster. I'm, I'm waiting to see how that all plays out. That's just that's got me. I'm, I'm loving that part. Just showing another another point of it. So someone not from Break Bills. Uh, it not maybe not a hedge witch either. I don't know. It's, but I don't think so. Like for me, it's just like the the whole thing with the bank magic. There's magic everywhere, right? And which will be interesting to see. You know what? How that plays out. I'm sure it's going to play out really interesting with Penny, just because. Oh, for sure, it he, has to. He can teleport. He could do things. Yes, he can have sex and dreams. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, at least Katie and Penny are having, you know, good times on that. And they figured out how he can get out of the library, but not get out of the library. Yeah, it's interesting to see how Penny and Elliot work around their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just got to deal with it. Just got to go. <laughs> and uh, we check back in with young Senator Gaines. He's back at his office. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how long he was actually missing. Uh, I'd say about a week. Probably, yeah, because he never actually went to Fillory. He was still he was at Brick Bills, right? So it didn't okay. really say much happened. So yeah, enough to cover over it. And yeah, well, he's seriously disturbed because, of course, Reynard is doing his thing and um, putting the mojo on all the people around him, and he's coming to realize that he's been doing that himself since before he could remember, but he never realized he was doing it. He just thought it was his natural charisma, and. Honestly, it's it's affected his wife. Like, it's always affected his wife. He just never realized. Until he starts to talk to his wife and tells her that, you know, everything going on. She's like, it's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, initially, I was like, wait a minute. Did Reynard get to her? But no. Like, this is just how she is. And you never noticed it. No. Well, he just, it's one of the people that he just brainwashes or, you know, yeah. gives his will over. And he doesn't even try to do it. Right. And then when he tries to use his uh, power like Reynard wants him to, to get the vote from that one senator, like he actually makes the guy sick. Yeah. I think he almost kills him by mistake. Yeah, he seemed to be a He's overwhelmed. Him, so, you know, it, 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 I don't know. That guy seemed to, he had it coming, I think. 
Oh, he did have it coming. He was a little douchey. Five billion dollars for books? Whatever. What? A, get uh, out he of here. was. He was a typical p- politician. Very mm-hmm. douchey. But uh, he's not digging all this power going on. So after knowing what Renard wants to do, what's he do? He goes and sees uh, Katie. Yay! And oh yeah, wakes Katie up when they were doing a thing. I still like the fact that. Uh, Willow there could get into <laughs> she the dream as well, dream. hijacked into it. So she's got some ability stuff going on also. So oh, for sure. I wonder if she can travel also. I don't know. Possibly. I don't Maybe know she it, can t- teach him something better than sphincter magic. Oh, God. Anything could be better than that, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine having to... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what he wanted to do, but... Uh, yeah. So you ready for the uh, possibly best part? Of, well, I love the rest of the episode, but this this was the best because it, it involved two things that I love very much. And what would that be? Um, mythology mm-hmm. and the eighties, uh huh. Namely, Beetlejuice. Oh, you totally got those vibes, right? I right off the bat, I had that vibe. But I, I the last dragon part was great. So, oh yeah, Katie and I. Katie, without her shade, is somewhat, even though she's a little bit more remorseful, she's yeah. ho- totally hilarious in the fact that Ellie goes, I still have a baby tooth. Oh, I know, an extraction spell, and just rips it out of his face. Well, yeah, so <laughs> about that. So we learned that when you lose your shade, it, it's only a part of your soul. So she, some of it is still in her. That's why I guess she's able to feel some ounce of regret, Not even if she still does crazy shit like that. So she's come to more of a grips with things that are going on then, basically. Right. So they get to the, um, I guess, the gateway for the gatekeeper, and we find out it's a sewer, and they find the riddle, which basically reads, the old reveals itself to the new with the fall of milk teeth. And at first, Julia's like, wait a minute, do we need to go find babies with teeth? And um, Quentin was like, no. And she's like, well, I'd leave the money. I'd be like the tooth fairy. (laughs) That was a second thought. I'd leave them money. Yeah, and Quentin was like, "Look, I have a molar. Like, we could talk about this." And she doesn't even give him a chance. Like, oh, no. he j- she she just rips that sucker out. Yep, and they drop it down the hole, and yes. th- it blows off. So they go down to see the dragon. Oh, she's amazing. The- so initially, we we talked about this last week, how we thought this was going to turn out. Like, was it going to be a person personified as a dragon, or is it going to be something? else and nope it was an actual freaking dragon yep. full-on dragon with attitude yeah i it was the great thing i i love that yeah and so they go they want to die but they have to give up something so yeah elliot has to give up the button that takes him to fillery yeah he should have left that button at home well i think he takes it with him everywhere and like the she said you'll have to find another way there which means there are other ways to get the fillery so he's yeah, just going to have to find them she said the first door remains so what is the first door the first door i think is that door that goes through the tree right i think so so however they got there originally they can still use that yep. and they're going to need it apparently because uh Elliot got kicked out right <laughs> I, well, the way Katie is, I think Kate, I'm not, not Katie, Julia is, I think Julia could just figure out how to get there and open a oh, portal. Oh, for sure. She's for got a sure. smart thing going on. So the dragon, you know, says, okay, oh. you can go. You got <laughs> you got some time. Um, if you're not oh. back in time. How much time? Was 24 hours? Yeah. 
And what happens if we don't get back here? I'll just sit and wait. Yeah, I'll leave you. I'll send you home. Yeah. No, I'm going to eat you. I'm a dragon. What do you expect? <laughs> she was amazing. And then they go off and her and her fucking millennials. <laughs> like that was the perfect line. It's just, yeah, I love the dragon. So as much talk as we did about the dragon, we didn't talk about the underworld much. When I think of the underworld, I think of the whole imagery with the river of fire and, um, the river master and you have to give him that that coin right so i just knew that they were going to be doing that i did not expect for them to step into a hotel and it to be beetlejuice and to be amazing right yeah you gotta you gotta pay the ferryman across the river of sticks and all that yeah. stuff yeah and yeah it takes you there and yeah no there was no ferryman there was just a uh, elevator going down and a bellhop lots and of bellhops bell yeah welcome to the underworld and have a seat. Ha, ha, yeah, take a number, have a seat. Number part, just total Beetlejuice right there. And also with the the infomercial, you uh-huh. know, oh, so you're dead. And then the don't panic, you're dead. You're, prob- you're probably not going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And if you are missing a piece of your soul, please let a bellhop know immediately. Yeah, you don't really want to do that because things are bad. Yeah, if you're missing a part of your soul, they are not going to reunite you with so, your shade. So I'm curious now, and I don't know if this is just the afterlife or was something else. Does Julia actually have a hole in her body from her soul from her shade being gone? I was curious too, but I don't think so. But because, she said you know, it's clo- their bodies they their bodies they left them back with the um with the dragon with the gatekeeper. Well, just, so that's their spirit basically. Right, but she she, said she it, has a soul in her in her spirit in her soul. She said it was closing up really fast down here. Right, it's closing up down there because um like the, her shade it's been gone. Okay, like that part of her. All right, and if it's been too long, there's no way to reconnect them. Okay, that's kind of what I was going with also, but I wasn't really. She said something, so it makes sense because she would have a hole there. So right, and, and I'm glad they showed that because it was a perfect image for it. Right, and but we also find out, and we knew this from the loops. So the guy looks in the computer for them after they don't tell them about Julia Shade being missing. Right, and um, he said, "Well, we might need more time to process you guys' paperwork because it looks like uh, you've died 39 times." Oh yeah. A loophole. Oh, time loop. Uh, yep. Time loop. Time loop. Uh, so we, we need some time to figure out what karmic circle you guys belong to for your souls. So just chill out here for a second. And of course, Jules has a good thought to go find her old friends from the Hedge Witches. Uh huh. Who are underworld bowling. Yes, perfect scores for uh, the first week at least. If you're here, you bowl. Like, exactly. Really? Out of everything, you got to go bowling? Underworld? I don't know. We'll be doing a podcast about the underworld and talking about some things and interviewing some uh, dead celebrities that are there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That'll be it right there. Not next to the bowling alley. Horrible sound right there. Horrible sound. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it was really cool that um, Julia got to see her friends, the ones that Reynard killed, mm-hmm. and she also saw Richard, and it was really hard for her initially because, of course, Reynard was wearing Richard's face when he raped her. Right. And, you know, she's had all kinds of issues with that. But, like, he's there, and he's been trying to find his son, and he can't find him, of course, because he has something to do with the kid's death. Mm-hmm. And, he, yeah, he's looking, but he's he's apparently become a pest because he keeps looking and gets thrown in the hole or whatever for a couple weeks. 
Yeah. And, you know, helps them out by causing a scene. So that allows Katie and Q to kind of find out where the kids are. And they find it. Yep. And they go over there. It was, uh, where was it? Inf- Inf- Elysium. Elysium. That horribly bad movie with, never mind. <gasps> No, well, yeah, we're not going to look at that movie. We're looking at Elysium, <laughs> like the Elysian Fields. Right. So they go well, over that's there. That's what I think of it as. Okay, I'll go with you. I like your idea better. Yeah. So they go over there and they find the kids are in the house and the kids are making tiny miracles. And they also find out something else interesting. So we know Hades and Persephone, they were in charge of the um, the underworld, but they haven't been seen in a while. And Julia sees a picture of Persephone. Persephone. And Persephone, thank you. Persephone. Well, that's how you. Yeah, Perse- I'm just saying it like it looks. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those. I spelled it completely wrong when I did it, but, you know, go for it. <laughs> but, okay, so she sees a, a picture of Persephone, and it turns out that it's Our Lady of the Underground. And right? she wasn't that happy about that either. No, because, like, Julia had been praying to this person, to this entity, and she finds out that. She, she was nowhere to be found anyway. Like, she's disappeared. And I wonder what Reynard has to do with it, because he talks about her as well. Right. He's mad at her because he had a thing for her or something. And so she disappeared. She disappeared. So where are the gods at? Because they mentioned this before. The gods have all disappeared. So, but we have to see them again now, right? Yeah. Something's got to happen. we got to know where these gods are. I, you know, we need to know. I, yeah. don't know if, I don't know if Renard was able to take them out. I'm guessing he imprisoned oh, no. him somewhere. That'd be my guess. Yeah. I don't think he was able to take him out. But um, so they're on Elysium and they see the picture of Persephone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, right. Because one of the kids downstairs knew who they were looking for, you know. Yeah. You know? And he's like, um, so because Q, I love this moment when Q was describing Julia. He was like, she's brave and funny and curious. And the kid was like, oh, yeah. So, she, yeah, the new girl, she's kind of funny and she's always getting into trouble. And she'll look out for, like, the quiet kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go upstairs, and um, they're looking for him. And Julia finds... Alice. Alice's baby Shade. Why didn't we know this? We've been so focused on her find them finding um, mopey, sad Alice. So maybe that really was a trick by the Neffin. I think it was. It it makes more sense for it to be, you know, drag him out there and get him to go. Because now that you look back onto it, when emo Alice, you know, wrote the code to get into her father's uh, study, Mm -hmm. that was to help bring her back. So that's what it is. That that was total uh, Neffin Alice. Yeah. So Julia finds baby Alice and of course Q finds baby Julia. Baby Julia. And and I'm very, very upset because they couldn't take them both. I, but like just the look on Q's face when he saw baby Alice again. I, why couldn't they take them both? Uh, maybe it was a part of the deal that they made with the dragon. I, I really wish they had been able to take them both. But this Jules is kind of an interesting Jules, um, though she doesn't have her shade and she did make some questionable decisions. Sometimes we see that she's not completely without empathy. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't think about things sometimes, but like the fact that she went on this trip with Q in the first place to find her shade, the fact that she felt a little bit guilty, like she can, she can feel like she's not completely unconscionable. She's not the beast. Like he, he chose that. She can still choose. 
Well, she still has hope, though. She can still be reunited with her shade. She may just have to get back there again or something like that. Or, you know, let's look at it this way. So we know that um, Persephone, that's her house, that's her room, (laughs) right? Uh If they help get the gods together, why wouldn't they say, here's your shade, have her back, become whole again. We are gods. We can do this for you. Our child who, you know. You, all your suffering has been in my name because of Renard, who was a douche. So, yeah, I'm. that's where I'm going with. I think that part's going to come through. The uh, The gods are going to help out Julia at some point in time now that we know where her shade is. Because apparently all the shades just hang out there and do cool kid stuff. Yeah. And But taking Alice's shade, I mean, that ending part when he was just saying goodbye to her, he was like, one day I'm going to come be back here and I'm going to find you. Yeah, I was yeah. I was at a shock too when she came walking out with Alice's shade. I was like, oh wow! I really didn't expect it. I expected her to come out with Baby Julia, or for her to come out with both of them. I didn't expect for her to come out with only Baby Alice. So, what do you do with Baby Alice's shade? You have her yeah. Niffin Alice is Niffin, but Niffin was... Alice is going to come back, and they're going to figure out a way to merge them back together. Yeah, but yeah, but Julia um, Alice's body is well. No, Alice's body blew up into a Niffin. Right. So she's still around hmm. i don't know i don't know where to go with that i just i i have my julia theory on her shade but the alice one yeah not sure on that yeah. one yeah so th- there's so many different potential things that they could be setting up for season three now there's the god angle there is that entity that Niff and alice took um cue to see a couple episodes back mm-hmm. and there's whatever darkness that's hanging around fillery right. So, uh, man, we got two more episodes left. Yeah, we got a lot I'm to go pumped. in these two episodes. It's getting there. It's getting oh, really good. Boy. What can happen? Uh, a lot. And will Elliot forgive Margot? Will Elliot get back to Fillory? What will happen to Finn? Is Josh now the new governor of of Fillory? What What about the sloth? Where's she at? What about the Poison? chickens? What's with, in the poison room? The chickens with laryngitis. Come on. Oh my the god! Poison room. Oh, there's so much going on. In the afterlife. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Oh well, you got anything else on it? I'm I'm gonna watch it again. Yep, me too. <laughs> so if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out our older podcast, Incorporated Van Helsing, Twelve Monkeys, other shows, and a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Right, and um, and in addition to Twelve Monkeys, we're looking at covering Winona Earp. Oh, Winona Earp. It's on Netflix. I started it this past weekend. It's very, very interesting. I like it. So yep, season, if you didn't see the first season, check it out. Yep, season one started, and we should. Um, we're hoping to see if we can talk to some of the cast members and stuff. They're all in Vancouver, so that usually works out better for us. We the magicians ones we just haven't been able to hook up to because apparently they're all on East Coast time, and I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, usually um, for, for Vancouver, it's okay because when we get home, it's still kind of early-ish for them. It's like 2 o'clock, and you're like, whatever. Right. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to talk to some people from there. And we got to get some Van Helsing stuff going on here soon, too. Oh, that's coming very soon. Yep. And, of course, Dark Matter is going to be dropping again soon. I can't wait to cover that. And, you know, Brad does kill Joyce. Kill Joyce. Yay. Yep. We're right. going to have to trade. I have to catch up on Kill Joyce. Yeah, i got to catch up on Dark Matter. <laughs> You do. Still sitting on my DVR. Last last four episodes. 
Oh, um, if you guys have Netflix, check out check out this movie called Train to Busan. It's a Korean zombie movie, and it's amazing. Please don't mind the subtitles. It's a really, really good movie. The first time I ever watched it, there were no subtitles, so I had no idea what was being said. But it was that awesome. It just had me hooked. Oh, I mean, it, you don't need to actually see what's going on to see, see people running away from things being eaten. Like, you see something, you see people running, you run. Honestly, you can watch it with the subtitles on. There's really not that much talking in it. I mean, it's very, yeah. it's it's an, it's literally one of the best zombie movies I've seen. Yeah. And I've seen a whole lot of them and written some of them. But yeah, that's, you know, it's good and it's it's good. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about that and some other um, Netflix originals and Hulu stuff that we've right. been watching lately. We're going to be recording that soon. And that's going to be dropping on our other podcast. Mm-hmm. And we will let you know when that yes. drops. So I, I will mention another Netflix series, Hotel B. Jejourn or something like that. It's Belgium. It's a, a kind of a crime supernatural series. Look it up. It's good it's very twisty i got through and went oh my god it was 13 episodes but yeah there you go i wanted to move to move to belgium after that yeah and riverdale if you haven't been watching it watch it it's great all right so so if you have any thoughts on this episode of the magicians let us know in the comments section below or hit us up on twitter or the facebook page remember our groups are van housing and bride and core talk join us until next time if you find yourself in a waiting room called the afterlife and you're sitting next to some dude who looks like a witch doctor, don't steal his number. Beetlejuice. 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 That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.